0: Welcome to another episode of 808 Narnia I'm your host, Berto. I am solo this week. Um A lot of stuff has been going on with both me and Mark as far as scheduling, work-wise, stuff like that. Like he um I just say he's been bowled up. Um been having working out more now and the way i work he's more of a day shift worker me i work both days and night i'm a swing shift worker so um there's been some conflict there as far as i've been able to meet and they extended kind of where he's at so he's been having to work um a bit more um hours wise and stuff and days wise so yeah, that's why you hadn't heard from us in a while, man, just with everything going on. So, me, yeah, I was just like, okay, I finally got a little break myself. So, now I need to talk to the people. Need to get some stuff out there. Need to talk, get some stuff off my chest. A lot of stuff done went down and went on. So, yeah. So, what I decided to do is I'm going to have a repeat guest today. Guy that I talked to before Good friend of mine, a guy from the past uh, that we talked to before, had a good talking with Matthew, and like me and him, we always had good chemistry, so uh, I'm going to just go ahead and ring him in, and we're going to talk all kinds of stuff from sports to pop culture, what have you. He's a UNC fan, so I got to go ahead and get his reaction on that, so without further ado, I'm bringing in Matthew. Hold on bro, give me one second. Alright. Yeah, can you hear me, bro? Yeah, you can hear me okay?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm good. My bad. I'm just trying to connect my own earbuds right quick.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Okay. sir are right, you good though yeah i'm good bro all right you can hear him all right yes sir all right so yeah everybody like i said this is my guy matthew and we just about to go in matthew i'm just gonna just hit you with a few different things dog we just gonna talk today no doubt we'll talk about a few things sports pop culture you name it I'm going to let you get your bars off first. Get your bars off about UNC. Now, before you get your bars off, I will say this. (laughs) Every time you're ready to jump out the window on them, I'll be like, relax. Relax. You remember (laughs) early in the season, you was pissed off, and I was like, give it time, dog. Give it time. Relax. Because one thing I know about UNC, they can start out slow, and they can look sluggish. But they always hit a stride at the right time. The, the last time y'all yeah. won the championship, y'all hit a stride at the right time. Even the year, the, the two years before. Wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Was it the year before or two years before when Marcus Page, when he hit the shot, but then Villanova went down and
1: hit the it, it was the year before. It was okay. 2016, yeah, yeah. and then we yeah, went yeah. back yeah. 2017. They play Chicago,
0: yeah. yeah. so even the year before like y'all y'all have these moments where y'all hit strides, y'all usually get clicking right before the a c c tournament, and then y'all start doing your thing in the in the a c c tournament and then that usually carries over into you know um the tournament march Madness tournament right. I guess you could say the NCAA tournament even mm-hmm. the years where the bro to Austin years you still kind of start out feeling some things out, even though you'll be winning. You still kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, starting out whatever, you know, kind of iffy kind of stuff to work on. Like I said, like that's his beginning of the season stuff. But mm-hmm. one thing about y'all, from Roy, Roy Williams, and even right now, Hubert Davis in his first year, you were always well coached.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah, you yeah.
0: hit strides at the right time. And I know it's frustrating for you seeing that. But if you grasp that concept of earning the year, y'all gonna be sketchy, but it's gonna be okay. Right, right, right. So yeah, yeah. How'd you feel about the season? How'd you feel about the championship game? You can argue y'all could have won it or should have won it. You
1: know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not a the season was definitely um a great success. Um, one thing. I'm proud about is that uh, despite the outcome in the championship, you know, cats from all different, you know, regions across the country, you know, um, different aspects, whether it's players, whether it's coaches, whether it's um, analysts, they gave North Carolina props, like, as far as, like, despite the outcome, because they knew, like you were saying, how we started the season off slow. And my thing with, you know, I normally be, I I know the talent that we have in North Carolina most of the time. So that's what kind of frustrates you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But with Hubert Davis, me and one of my good brother's coworker of mine, who's a Carolina fan, we talked about the same thing like what you were saying, like how it took time for things to mesh because Hubert was trying to incorporate his own type of style mm-hmm. as far as offensive flow and even rotations, you know what I'm saying? And um, I know a lot of people might sit and think like, you know, the end of the day, you know, we should have had a deeper rotation, which we normally do. Carolina normally has, like, their championship teams. They run about maybe eight, sometimes ten players, depending on how deep the team is. But Hubert, you know, in his first year, you know, he could only, a team like he only had certain trust with certain players.
2: Uh-huh. You know what
1: I'm saying? And um, it worked out for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Kansas, yeah. they definitely deserve the chip. Yeah, they, um, they had eight. to do.
0: Y'all ran about eight, right, this year?
1: Um, Not really. Not to the end of the season. You know what I'm saying at the end of the season, like it was kind of what you've seen in the championship game. Like you'll see maybe six players, maybe seven every now and then, but it was like, like no more I than saw like six. At
0: least two people off the bench
1: in the championship game. Maybe Don, I gotta I gotta double check. Maybe freshman Dontrell Styles might have played. Okay. You know what I'm saying a minute or so. I think he did in Duke the Duke game. But um, Puff played was the one that was normally coming off the bench when we had somebody Cam Johnson brother. From the Phoenix Suns, who played for Carolina too for a couple of years, a few years ago. Yeah, but okay. um, yeah, um, I was proud. I was proud from the aspect as far as like you know Hubert having faith. You know what I'm saying and his players. Um, yeah, I'm at it, now league, You had
0: uh, Johnson and McCoy come mm-hmm. on, bitch. Of
1: yeah, McCoy. McCoy yeah, yeah he did. Ask, yeah, yeah. He, he did McCoy, the uh, Virginia transfer. He played a little something, you know what I'm saying, throughout the season. When I went to the game a few weeks ago, the second yeah. round, Danny played Baylor. Obviously, he had to come in and play because we had uh, a couple of foul outs. We had Brady Manick being um, tossed in the game for that flagrant two. So, like I said, I think what made me proud I was about see, I squad, went to sleep
0: man, it at that point because I also was the first half. I didn't know Brady got a uh, – I didn't know Manic had got kicked out the game for a flagrant two.
1: Yeah, it was an intentional elbow. It was, it was bogus, and I'm not saying that because it's my squad, because I've seen people throw elbows before, yeah. but he shouldn't have had, like, his elbow in the air, like, boxing out, and things happen in action, but it wasn't intentional. Like, he literally seen the dude there, and you felt him, and you could, tell, you could tell when you seen intentional elbows. It was more of, like, dude came out of nowhere, but his elbow was there, and it just connected. So you got to hit him with some type of flagrant, but not yeah. a flagrant too, though, because it wasn't intentional. Yeah. It would just say his elbow shouldn't have been up there so you gotta penalize him just because of the principle, or with a flagrant foul is You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, you know, you know, like I said, I was very, like I said, encouraged by, you know, what I'm saying what Huber did with his players. First mm-hmm. and foremost, just, com- just commanding them comes from his faith in Christ. I'm not sure if you knew that Huber was a believer. I didn't at first, but I, well, I did. But I've I been um, seeing
0: you uh, posting and stuff post like that. Stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, I like that part about him too.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 that pretty much filters in how he coaches the players. You know what I'm saying? Because I was hearing stuff um, about his faith through like a lot of podcasts I follow for Carolina, or whatever, and they mentioned it. And I'm like, wow, that's real. And then you start seeing interviews and stuff like that. And I'm like, nah, he's not trying to just force Christ out there on folk. Like this is his, how he lives. He loves expressing himself about Christ, and I'm pretty sure the players know what it's about too. And pretty much how he strategizes, how he moves, and serves. He wants everything to be directed towards christ and then he wants people to see that through his working kids don't focus on me he even said that plenty of times
2: mm-hmm. when like
1: people was like yeah you know um Hugo, you're doing a great job this night at night 30 like i appreciate it, but i just want you to congratulate the kids you know what i'm saying the young men i mean and that mm-hmm. they they doing their thing but yeah bro i would say even though we fell short of the championship it was a historic season bro like if you look at like we was on a bubble but if you look at the games and how the games we've won and played, bro, like the Baylor, almost the, almost a collapse in the Baylor game when I was there. And that was a crazy atmosphere, being in my first ever NCAA tournament game, bro. And um, mm-hmm. they pulled it out. You know what I'm saying? They had made big plays. RG Davis, uh, tough and one, Armando Badcock, rebounding machine. Mm-hmm. Um, the, UC, the UCLA game with Kayla Love. was That was one of – and we've seen many great performances in college basketball, like period. Within the last couple of years, that performance that Taylor put in that second half against UCLA was one of the better ones. Like, and I'm not saying that big Carolina fan. That, that, that young man didn't look good at all in the first half. You know, I was texting you back and forth complaining, and then he come out of nowhere, got into rhythm, you know what I'm saying? And then it was on from there, you know what I'm saying? It was on. And the game of basketball is about rhythms and runs. you know what I'm saying? It's not the same as football or baseball, especially if football was possession by possession, you could have that possession for, like, almost a whole quarter depending on, you know what I'm saying, how many first downs you get, if the other the defense could stop you and this, that, and the third. But basketball, you're going to get the ball back, you know what I'm saying, unless somebody can't – unless the defensive side can't rebound a basketball, but you're going to get it back after that 30-second uh, shot clock.
2: Mm-hmm. And what
1: he did, man, was, was just epic, bro. Like, he literally put our, our team on his back, like, that second half. Especially like, with 10 minutes left, I think we scored, like, 27 points. He scored, like, 20 of those points. And, like, every time UCLA would seem like they would make a, a lead to stretch it out when they had, like, five, six, maybe seven points at one time. Mm-hmm. He would hit a three to, to, to calm the storm or get an and one or take it to the basket. And that pretty yeah. much kept us afloat in the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, even a Duke game. You know what I'm saying? Like I wish he would have in the Kansas game. In the game, championship. Though, but who, yeah, he think, just, he, yeah. He just went cold. Yeah.
0: Like, it was like – it just, uh, you he could you know but, it, man.
1: Yeah, you know what the problem was, too? And we just talked about, like, the Iron 5. Fatigue settled in. And it mm-hmm. wasn't just on them. Mm-hmm. Kansas played very well. They wore them down. They did what we... Yeah. They did what our former teams normally do. When we run you out of the gym. Yeah. That's what they did. Because Kansas played about eight players. You know what I saying? think
0: the and, youth of some of your guys, possibly, yeah. in that second half, they was like, yeah. yo, we got a 15-point lead. All we, gotta we got to do is kind of... You yeah, know, you got the mess it up just kind of just coast. My thing is now nah, you got a 15 yeah. point lead. You come you out, and try to, man. Come out and try to get up by 30. If you can get yeah, up by 30, yeah. then you can kind of relax a bit. Yeah.
1: Like 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 we just said, it's basketball is a game of rhythm it's and
0: nothing, runs, bro. It's nothing to go Five. on the like
1: that's, that, dog. Right. Right. And that's what's crazy when I seen some of the silly comments from I don't know, some of Carolina fans or some people in general, it is like, man, this this loss is kind of like the Falcons and the Patriots. I'm like, no, it's not, bro. Like, that okay. that, that, Patriots-Falcons was way worse. I, think I understand they, they understand. gave the it's stat. Possession.
0: They gave right. the stat. That <laughs> as said, far as the first time, the biggest yeah, league. First time, biggest league, coming back from 16-point down. I understand that. But basketball, like, right. yo, if you <laughs> know about like basketball, you can't compare basketball and football in that sense. Right. Basketball right, is a bro. game of runs. Right. Everybody <laughs> can go on a 9 run, a 0 run. 12 0 run to where you got to call a timeout or two. Like that happens in basketball to where you miss shots, stuff like that. To go down 28 3 and then to come back from a 28 3 deficit in football, that means the other team was stinking it up and could not do anything because that means they're, they're getting the ball and they can't do anything with it. And time is being taken off the clock or should have been taken off the clock. You're not managing it well. Like,
1: yeah, it is yeah. super
0: hard to have to drive the field seventy yards, sixty yards, eighty yards, definitely, most definitely, to try to yeah. score in that manner to put points on the board against an eleven man defense, as opposed exactly. to up and down the court, back forth, back forth, back forth. You right. miss, <laughs> if you miss five shots, and the other teams are making their shots. Every Got time it. you miss, that is a run just like that. And you know what? Bro. A run mm-hmm. can happen in a minute. You can have a 12-point yeah. run point in a lead. minute and a half.
1: Minute. Exactly. That team a missed minute, three minute shot,
0: and right? a half. Like, it's nothing. You yeah, can't compare it to. Like, You can't.
1: Yep. That team, like a problem example, we was up by 15. So, okay. save Carolina missed three consecutive shots. Kansas come down to make three threes. They're down by six. Just you, like that, just like that, within probably forty, yeah, fifty seconds. You can't just like back. that, and then the momentum sw- it swings so yeah. different. The crowd is in it. There's pressure. Whether people want to say, say "No, nah, there's no pressure." No, there's pressure. Mm-hmm. It starts to tighten. That's why I said, despite you know, what I'm saying the disappointment, loss. Like I said, the character change and the uh, uh, the character change in the grip show why wow, I'm so proud of that Carolina team. Why wow. yeah. even analysts gave them props. They could have faltered and let Kansas blow them the heck out of their gym. Yeah. They had still a chance to tie the game, despite yeah. ankle injuries from multiple players. Yeah. They didn't give no excuse, even though we, see, the world, see, who knows basketball I got seen it with They were fatigued. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I got a homie that's a Kansas fan, and I didn't know this. He said during the year of the pandemic, Kansas was like number one at that time because remember they had an NCAA tournament. Uh, when the yeah, they year. had
1: a squad. They had a squad. That he meant said to, they were the supposed to. That year he too. said
0: they were picked to win that year because of that's how they were. And then yeah. anyway, if you get people still staying because you get an extra year because the way the pandemic popped off, a lot of people mm-hmm. got an extra year of eligibility. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. in essence, bro, this was just Kansas year.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I fully believe too, bro, like any squad that was in the Final Four Duke or Villanova could have won. It. I don't think there was like a clear cut this year. Last mm-hmm. year, um, what's the squad? Uh Baylor. Baylor was elite. They yeah, were elite. Yeah. So was so so was that Gonzaga team. That they had last year They were both yeah. elite man And yo this year Anybody could have probably won That's why I think it made The tournament so much more Exciting this year You know what I'm saying Last year obviously We didn't have the fans Like that we wanted to We had the family And stuff like that yeah. Deeper in the tournament
0: But They had them guys it, it was, Last year they could put Them clamps though Oh yeah Zagas they couldn't Real They talk. couldn't really Do nothing that. Zaga, Remember uh, yeah, I wanna say the game Before yeah. when Jagan Suggs Hit that crazy mm-hmm. shot Or whatever Like was yeah. just having stuff Go their way Exactly,
1: bro. That uh,
0: yeah. Davion Mitchell and all them—they just had yeah, dudes they, that's—they gonna get up in you. <laughs> they just gonna yeah, get up bro. in
1: you. Even even their big men. Their big man might have not scored a lot of points, but they gonna play hard, grab yeah. rebounds, and and yeah. do whatever you gotta do for five, six, seven, whatever how many minutes they played, bro. Yeah, how many minutes they played. So, yeah. and um, yeah, man. Like like I said, to sum it up with Carolina, man. Like you said, bro, it's all about time and patience, man. Because I was going through some yeah. old. Games I, I seen right before we got on a call, and I was looking at uh the 2009 championship um, when they won um, against uh, Michigan State. Yeah. And honestly, you know, everybody has certain opinions how they look at certain championship squads, and some of those players are not elite in the NBA, but some of them are there, like Danny Green, you know, um, Wayne mm-hmm. Ellison. Some of them are still around, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that was one of the better, well-oiled college, um, college teams I've seen. Like for real, like they were one of the better squads, man. They had all you need they played very good defensively they mm-hmm. get rebounding they can run out they had shooters with on the wing with wayne ellison and um danny green ty lawson they hit a three if you need them to mm-hmm. the bench players that came in you know what i'm saying so uh yeah man you right though sometimes even that squad even though they were winning games they were still like slow starts but they were winning based upon experience and talent you know what i'm saying they were head above shoulders man for real they were on a mission especially getting blown out by Kansas the previous year, 2008, when people picked us to, to kind of win that year, too, either us, Kansas, or Memphis with Derrick Rose in them. Um, they were on a mission. So, But to sum it all, bro, I think that what you said, bro, was so important, bro, how they finished, man. And not only that, putting, putting Carolina back in the conversation, even though they should always be there because they're elite, all-time mm-hmm. school, but as far as, like, yo, this is what we play for. Despite we lost, we play for Chips. We yeah. play for championships, just like the Lakers, you know what I'm saying? Just like um, many other squads, the San Francisco 49ers, the uh, Boston Celtics, Patriots, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even the Cowboys, an a heyday, day, Pittsburgh Steelers, squads like that, Bulls, Golden State, um, some other squads too, you know what I'm saying? Make a long story short, we play for those chips. Despite if we lose, we're going to get to the Final Four, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. despite if we lose. And I think that's going to help, like, and you would probably vouch for this too, bro. Hitting those top recruits back again Let's sit and say, "Yo, why not go to Carolina? We could still get paid a, couple, a little bit of bread. We don't have to go to the G League unless we want to. But we can get a little bit of bread since they got that new, um, you know, player thing, you know, contract thing. And then we play on national TV and go straight to the league, man. You know what I mean? But I really believe that's going to help us a whole lot, man. And I think the way Hubert philosophy and how you play because his play style is more catered towards like NBA, NBA type style, spread out offense." Young kids like that, <laughs> up and running gun, but having space and to be able to shoot, be free. Because, honestly, that offense that he put out there, bro, kind of really unlocked the keys to R.J. Davis and Caleb Love in it. And then um Brady Manning. That was, and with him, too, the transfer core you are just talking about, Brady Manning is probably going to be, like, one of the golden boys for that now. Cause honestly, yeah, I heard he about him. A, in Oklahoma. I, didn't, I didn't know he Oklahoma. was from
0: Oklahoma. My homie, yeah, the Kansas fan. He was telling me, man, because I was gonna... yeah.
1: He played with Trey Young. He played with Trey yeah. Young. I think he was a sophomore. Trey Young was a freshman. He was on that squad, and he could shoot. And I don't know. I heard of him, but he's going to be like the golden boy. Cause like this is like one of the first years I think for the transfer pool, and for him to have success like that, like he did, uh-huh. like at Carolina. Now, Caps is saying, you know what? Not, not saying they got to go to Carolina, but I could go somewhere and probably better myself, put myself in a better position to mm-hmm. try to get my draft stock better, for real, because he did it. Yeah, it might have took four or five years or whatever, but it's possible I could put myself in a position where I could get paid in the league, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's a lot of great stuff that came from that, man. But just yeah. like I said, just what Hubert did, what he did, believe in those kids, because like I said, I ain't going to front. Like, you know, I was at that Baylor game, bro. I thought we was going to lose <laughs> with the overtime. But like I said, it's about rhythm and runs. Mm-hmm. and when a team bring it back like that you in Texas that was like a home game for Baylor you know Waco only like an hour and a half from Fort Worth you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I'm like yeah, I think we might lose I think I texted you I was like yeah, I think we might lose and one of my man that I met that's from Kansas he a Kansas fan was crazy he said yo um, he said yo just he said they got another opportunity and that that blew my mind when he said that A Kansas fan my boy Jay he said they got another opportunity it's five more minutes bro I hear what you're saying but it's yeah. five more minutes and it make a break like Either gonna show they are gonna win this game, or obviously they gonna show that they not. And I was like, "Yo, that blew my mind when he said that, bro." For yeah, for
0: real. You well, know what I'm saying. So I would say this: <laughs> that we just gonna transition here because y'all made it there for. Yeah. Me. Y'all did okay. what y'all need to do. Now I'm gonna just bring up my trash team, the Lakers, who <laughs> failed to even make the playoffs. They couldn't even make the play in. They couldn't even get injuries. Ten yeah, injuries Injuries, sure, but and distractions, distractions, too. distractions. Yeah, sure, but here's the reality: it's, it's a few things. So, LeBron dealing with injuries and he's getting older, you know. And um, here's the deal: a lot of people got to take blame. LeBron has to take blame because you could have DeRozan, you could have mm-hmm. Buddy Hill. but you chose the star power and allure, and the hometown kid that is Russ, and what comes with that because he's your friend, he's your buddy. You chose that, and you saw right there that it was a bad fit for the jump, and it wasn't much adjustment there. So now you got to deal with it because it was absolutely terrible. So you got that, mm-hmm. Ad? I'm um, gonna blame there for. How can you? What can you do in the off season now to try to stay healthy, to stop getting those nagging injuries to where you're out 10, 12 games, twenty games at a time? What can you do to yourself, you know, to kind of mm-hmm. help your health? Mm-hmm. Rob Palenka, Um mm-hmm. as a GM, one you need to develop more relationships with other front offices. Cause it seems like people don't really want to deal with the Lakers like that because they don't really trust him. Cause he used to be an agent,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but also understanding that, yeah, I know LeBron going to bring this to you and you know, you might talk to him and they did about players and bring in, but some stuff you got to be like, I don't think that's the best thing. You kind of got to go back to the drawing board, mm-hmm. uh, the front office um fans are pissed so genie you gotta i don't understand what linda rambis can contribute to the game of basketball to what she's contributing to genie to where she can't get out of here like that i i'm not gonna knock kurt rambis's basketball mind mm-hmm. like do i care that he's a special advisor no but he knows basketball. He's coached before. He was a terrible coach, but that dude knows basketball, especially sitting on mm-hmm. the field and stuff like that. And you know, it was on field coach stuff like he knows basketball. He
1: mm-hmm. played it
0: hard. Player played for years, but he sat on the field, so it's no doubt in my mind he mm-hmm. knows basketball. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, Linda's just like your friend. What kind of special like what is she doing? Like some stuff you can't listen to her about. So my thing Ryan. is is sometimes you gotta get all these different forces out you yeah. I understand, you know, now keeping all you keeping the family, stuff like that, but it's a problem when the Clippers look like a more um fortunate organization than you. I heard of. Um, right. Who's the guy talking, man? It was an old player, used to play for Lakers but then he also played for the Clippers and he talked about the stuff that you know back then the Lakers when they had the form and they would go practice at like UCLA's and stuff like that or whatever and stay or they would do the training camps in Hawaii and stuff like that and he said the Clippers back then when Sterling was on the team like they would stay in Motel 6's and they would go and practice at the Y. At a, at, at a wide uh, you know but now you look at a huge billionaire owner and Steve Ballmer and um, Jerry West who was a die hard and all that you know yes. all that but some stuff fell below the wayside to where he couldn't be a part of it anymore you know some issues some beef happened with some people over there and then mm-hmm. he go to the rival, and he, being the advisor he is to them, you know, doing the best thing he can for them, and right. having them look like a formidable place to want to play it now. It's like, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a problem. So you got that. Mm-hmm. Russ, bad fit, never should have been there. Russ has to take blame for his stuff, like, Every time we hear him right. in interviews and stuff like that, it's like he don't want to take ownership. Yo. Yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. You're a lot right, of bro. moments where you're playing like absolute trash, yeah. but you don't want to take ownership. What do you think I should well, do? Definitely. Da, da, da. Nah, I'm allowed to. Man, my my pedigree speaks for itself. I'm allowed to get turnovers. I'm allowed to miss it. No, just, you know what? I'm trying to figure it out. I think I'm all in my head right now. I can't really figure it out at this moment. I'm going to go out there and do the best I can to figure it out. But I'm not playing up to my potential. I'm not playing up to what I know I can do right now. Just say mm-hmm. that. But, yo, I'm going to keep grinding. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to try to figure it out. But he don't say that. He plays Bam. everybody else. It's like, nah. So he got to go this off. I don't care. He has to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If, if that change don't happen, this, like the Lakers fans, we... The fan base is gonna go crazy, though. It's gonna, it's gotta be yeah. some big change. Then, also, yeah, yeah, Frank Vogel. And here's why yeah. you're supposed to be a defensive coach, but your defense was terrible this year. And at some point, some of the offensive sets that you draw, draw up, us as fans, dog, I ain't the greatest basketball mind in the world. I hope mm-hmm. I know the game, but I ain't the greatest one. But I'm seeing some of the stuff and like, yo, this ain't gonna work. No doubt. And lineups, some of the dumbest lineups possible. Yeah, you put LeBron out there center a few times and he played well, but don't go on like a 15, 20 game run was just LeBron starting the center.
2: Right, you
0: got right. Got Anthony Towns who all of a sudden want to have an out of body experience this NBA season. Mm-hmm. You know. Going to LeBron and sitting there cussing to him and stuff like that and saying all this and stuff and I mean it's the Timberwolves dog like they're gonna get bounced the first round like whatever right. whatever whatever they trying to do out talk and stuff like that see here's the thing about calling up the town who so, let me get back to that book. let me just pick, let me just you know digress a little bit him Man's didn't get that bold to Pat Beverley showed up. Pat Bev can showed them mm-hmm. boys how to trash talk and get in people's head. That's why Carl was doing all that this year. If if Pat Bev didn't come over there to help that man, that man was still being a soft a little peon. He can play. Don't get me wrong. He got game. Mm-hmm. But mentally he used to be soft like that. Pat Bev was mm-hmm. the one who helped him. That's why the mm-hmm. boys doing all the trash talking all that this year. Pat Bev helped him do that. Mm-hmm. And it's helped him. It's turned him around. But yeah, okay. just that like Frank Vogel the lineup stuff like, like he's going to get fired. We know that because he just couldn't figure it out. He was lost. Right, right. He was up some of the people he would mm-hmm. pay and it was just terrible. So everybody gotta a, got um uh, blame to accept. I was saying okay. so okay. a lot of people blame to accept. So yeah. That's my last yeah. spill. I ain't got to really gun some more. It's just some changes gotta be made. Hands down, some no. got have been made. You got to trade, Russ. You got to see what can happen. Mm-hmm. The, the rumor was the Hornets, Hornets might want yeah. I can see MJ trading for him because, one, he had Jordan Client. Like, Russ got yeah, his own good. shoe under Jordan. Mm-hmm. And you then what that power. does, in a sense, he has to start power. Russ needs to go somewhere where he's not on TV and I where he can get those crazy stats. But then no also this. MJ going to have to pay play Miles Bridges, and he's going to have to pay mm-hmm. Melo. Because Miles is yeah. up for defensive player of the year consideration. Yeah, yeah. Miles been balling mm-hmm. this year. I think Miles might be averaging like yeah. 20, huh? 18, 19, yeah, 20? Yeah, he's yeah, I think. Too. And, and boys up. And Melo, I mean, he's going mm-hmm. to be a star. So you're going to have to get yep. a Terry Rozier and a, a Gordon Hayward or somebody else off your books. Definitely a Gordon Hayward because he, he ain't healthy. Yeah. yeah, most definitely. My thing is most if we definitely. can put a some kind of three-way – team trade together, send Gordon Hagel back home to Indiana, and if we can get mm-hmm. Buddy Hill or, or, or Brogdon or something, figure something out. That's how I'm going yeah. to figure something out, but Russ got to go, though. So you yeah, got to trade you got to make some other moves. I'm I'm cool with bringing Melo back. I think you got to mm-hmm. get Melo one a shot at it, man, because Melo deserve a chance at the ring, though.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, yeah. Feel. I feel you. On
0: yeah, that note, you claiming uh, you're Warriors fan, so y'all just got to get
1: back. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, it's got to get healthy, and um, they gotta they gotta stay focused on both sides of the court because I think in like years past, we talked about um, like when Durant was there, and even when they first started making their strides towards like championship aspirations, they would get like very very um lax and sloppy because of the the talent they had, mm-hmm. and they will come back to bite them and. I still look at that 2016 championship run where, um, step through that behind the back pass, man. And that's just bad habits, You know what I'm saying? That's something you just can't do with four minutes left in a game. You know what I'm saying? And it's a tie score. Mm-hmm. And like we said, it's about rhythm and run and that rhythm threw everything off and it gave LeBron and them hope, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that gave them hope to win that ring and they did what they had to do. But, um, to get back to what you were saying though, bro, um, you you made some very valid points on All aspects pretty much hit everything. But one thing I thought too, and I talked about a few of my, to a few of my boys who are Lakers fans as well, bro. You we'll know, just talk about stuff in general in sports. Is that um, injuries? Obviously, of course, you know. And I'm not saying that's an excuse, but it is. But mm-hmm. also the LeBron factor, the LeBron factor. I love I number love for LeBron James stuff he does on and off the court, bro. But wherever he goes, whether it's Miami Heat back to Cleveland. There's always a cloud over the organization. Like, things that come out to life, that shouldn't come out to life, <laughs> cause a distraction. Here's the thing, um, he's going to bring a championship, it, it, it,
0: but the yeah. other stuff that comes with it. With it, that's what I'm to, saying. If you're you, willing to deal with that, which most teams are, if they know a championship is involved, they're going to be willing to deal with it. It's just annoying, and it's just, you know yeah. it's coming. You know it's coming. The media firestorm, the... yeah. All with that, mm-hmm. you got to ask yourself. Yeah, bro. You got to ask yourself, mm-hmm. is it worth it? Now, here's yes. the deal: most organizations, a championship is worth any and everything to them, so they'll deal with it. Is this the smartest thing? I don't know. I'm not an organization. Yeah, <laughs> you
1: know? yeah, because yeah. cause like I said, and I know I'm not trying to put the the comparison with Kobe and stuff like that. But see, the thing I loved about Kobe though is that. You just play basketball, man. You just you just play basketball. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Kobe was never out there in the news like that. Yes, of course, you know, he had a situation back in the day. You know what I'm saying? God bless Kobe and his daughter and their family and friends that passed into eternity, man. But besides that, man, he was rarely in the spotlight like that. You know, when you hear about Kobe, it's, it's, I'm focused on basketball. I'm trying to win, I'm trying to be a champion and help these cats around me be champions. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't you always hear something come from the up top, uh, uh, or the media, this, that, and the third going on, it was rarely. Besides little, you know, situation you might have had with Shaq. You remember the little spat mm-hmm. they might have had when he first came in the league. Everybody's going to have something. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. it was always, when you think about Kobe, he was focused on basketball. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I, well, if I did want to get traded, it's just going to come out. And it's going to always stay out. And it's going to be a cloud over the team. Because the pressures, like we were just saying, with LeBron, with that cloud coming, it puts pressure on everybody else. So now it's pressure on Frank Vogel makes him look even worse. You know. You understand what I'm saying? He might look bad. Don't get twist it twisted. But it makes him look worse. And I'm like, a lot of that stuff that LeBron comes with makes everything look more magnified under the, the microscope, worse than what it really is, even though it was bad. Like, it was bad, bro. You know what I mean? It was. But I'm like, it makes it worse, though. And it adds more expensive unnecessary pressure. You know what I mean? Because it almost seems like bad, yo lebron almost seemed like he was the gm and it's like yo you the basketball player bro like i understand and respect you know certain things on and off the court but yeah. you're getting paid by genie Bus, bro you're not the owner <laughs> you're the basketball player but that's the way un- organizations this ain't, this
0: ain't... function and organize like players get a lot of say what's popping off
1: and i'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that but yeah. the final say should come from genie Bus or whoever that's in charge that because that's your that's your
0: job you feel me yeah i think part of I, I think for the most part they do make the final say it just depends on how much they trust the player but i also think that's why they didn't trade russ at that trade deck yeah line. i think genie was like yeah because nah. we don't want to give up we don't want to give up russ and a first round pick in 2027 or whatever for john wall and christian wood or whatever I think she was like, mm-hmm. nah, I don't want to attach that pick to it. This is the guy he wanted. Yeah. So he's gonna have to make it work, or we just failed this year. Which we just failed yeah, yeah. this year. But you look at other places yeah, too. Time. You know, Brooklyn, whenever they uh KD finally gave the sign off. Look, just trade James, just get him out of here. That's how they was able to right. make the trade and get Ben Simmons. So yeah, a lot of organizations like that. And before we switch mm-hmm. to something else, I'ma just say this. Yeah. Don't be surprised. Me next year, I would love to have Draymond from y'all. All I'm saying is this: You (laughs) heard it here first. My crazy off the wall (laughs) thing is if a three or four team trade happening, I can see because LeBron loves Draymond, they business partners and all that. He a clutch client, all that. I can see us getting Draymond. I can see y'all getting Dame. Golden State getting Dame coming back home.
1: Yeah, that's that's, I can see that being possible as far as yeah, Dame. Draymond, I don't know, bro. I understand, yeah. like I said, business-wise, but what he got with, with Steph and Clay is a lot deeper than what people think, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. for real. You know what I mean? Now, I don't get it twisted. People could change their minds, man. You know what I'm saying? Depending sure. on the situation, if that money's still right, they can change yeah. their minds. On anything Draymond spot. a little
0: bit more up there in age than, uh, than uh, <laughs> the Dame is, but when you got a chance to get a dynamic player like that and come back home, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But the reason I say that too is because I can see y'all losing Draymond and honestly Jordan Poole because somebody about to have to pay him. Yeah. Y'all big time this year. Bro. I <laughs> have been trying to deny this whole year. Like, oh man, he's just doing that because of Steph and all that man. People gonna figure him out. But nah, Steph done went down that boy and been out there hooping. You know? I didn't
1: realize he was that good like that, bro. Like, even when we seen him... You remember when he was at Michigan? Like, yeah. you know, he was solid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Freshman. I think he might have left his freshman year, I
0: think it was. His, yeah, freshman year. Here's he was, why I he say was it's solid. Crazy. Here's why I say it's crazy enough. When I said that, and I mentioned it, maybe pulling and Like, say if Russ went there. Because Russ is about to have a $47 million contract for one Ooh. year. He'll never be <laughs> off the books. So, expiring contracts, a lot of teams are willing to... Trade for that because they know it can come off the books. So, with that being said, once his contract off the books, it wouldn't surprise me if Jordan Poole ended up in like a and said there was three team deal and something like that. Because Poole, somebody got to pay Poole. But you know who else is about to get paid? Anthony Simons. Yeah. Portland about to have to pay him. Yeah, he's balling too. Once, once they traded CJ, I mean, granted, he had been out with uh, injuries and stuff, Simons lately. Like, but once they traded CJ mm-hmm. and Dane went down, that boy took off. That boy yeah. played us and lit us up. We couldn't do nothing with it. He just started taking off against everybody. And that's how it mm-hmm. is with some of your young players when you're trying to get to know because yeah. they got these other kind of stars in the way. So they don't mm-hmm. really, you know, it seems got like that stunt the growth is stunning a little mm-hmm. bit. But when them boys right. got them other people out of their way and they start getting to it, mm-hmm. yeah, like the Reason we didn't want to trade THT last year in the IRE trade because it was like they didn't want to trade him because young looked to and THT played bad most of the year. He had a stretch when he just came back from injury when LeBron mm-hmm. was out, he was putting up like 25 a game. Then that bad right. stretch playing with Russ, stuff like that, and all that bad stretch with Russ and Bron stuff like that. The other night, yeah, no Russ, no AD, no Bron THT drops 40, yeah why because yeah. it's like okay i'm i'm free now i ain't got to look here there, play within this so i'm gonna just go out there and eat that's what he did
1: so yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah i,
1: awesome. yeah, I think larry would have been a good pickup if y'all if y'all have been able to get him and Demar. that would have been a nice little dynamic right there sure. like for real for real mm-hmm. for real bro without rush you know what i'm saying but what you said was crazy. I don't know what you think about this, bro. I know you wanted to go on another subject. But um, as far as um, the young fella, you know, Taylor uh, Horton doing his thing without LeBron being there, what's crazy is that the young pieces that y'all had that y'all traded away for Anthony Davis or, you know, might have went to another team just a trade or whatever, um, they're doing their thing, man. They're doing their thing. Not yeah. saying they all-stars, but they're solid. Except for Brandon wow. Ingram, you know, he yeah, had one all-star year. but yeah. still solid. Easiest twenty-two point score in but New Orleans. That's how it is with the like, lineup, they doing man, their thing. You
0: know? Yeah, that's how it is with them. They're
1: doing their thing. It's yeah. hard to play with LeBron James, man. It's hard mm-hmm. to play with him. I'm not saying it's no disrespect to and, one of the greatest of all the time.
0: He's he going to be having the patience a lot of time with the younger people, so
1: yeah. And it's no yeah. disrespect to him because he's one of the goats, bro. Like whether people want to agree with it or not, he's one of the goats. Oh, he is I got one him one on my top one. five. Yeah, you got. You got. You he's in my top five, bro. He's in my top five, man. You know what I'm saying? But um. When it comes to people having to change their game around him, people have to change their game. Like, mm-hmm. they literally, Chris Bosch was easily 22, 20, oh, 20, like about 25 and like 13, 12, about 12 rebounds. Yeah. Went to Miami Heat, averaging maybe 15 and maybe 10. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. for real, he had to adapt. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Wade had to adapt, even though Wade was close to the decline with the knee. It wasn't fully there yet,
2: mm-hmm. but he had
1: to sit and say, all right, well, LeBron, the young gunner, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to just let him do his thing. You know what I'm saying? When they need some points in the, in the, in the clutch, too, I can still do that. But I'm going to let him run the show. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and it had to change their game. Even Anthony Davis, like, he had to change his game, like, to a certain extent. You know what I mean? You know? Mm-hmm. So, I think even Russ. Russ had to change his game. Even though we know Russ did certain things, like we talked about, as far as him receiving that criticism and stuff he needed to change up anyway. You know what I'm saying? Even with him, you could tell, I don't think he was fully confident, felt, you know what I'm saying, playing with LeBron on an NBA court. It's not the Olympics, Olympics is a lot easier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Everybody's yeah, gonna yeah. get their touches and it's just a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. But playing in the NBA, trying to win a chip, at the highest level. Olympics, not the highest level, <laughs> NBA is. You know what I'm saying? It's totally different, man. It's totally mm-hmm. different. You know, mm-hmm. it's just hard to play with them, you know what I'm saying? It is, you know, some people like, they know who their go-to players is. We know LeBron is the go-to player on whatever team he is, but it's just how he operates. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same with Jordan. It's not the same with Kobe. Even with Magic. You know what I'm saying? It's just a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? For real, yeah. it's just a little bit different. But um, yeah, bro. I know you wanted to jump onto something else. We didn't want to yeah. keep going That's, back and forth. We can do that all day with sports. So yeah. yeah, what was it's, the next discussion pivot topic, to man?
0: Some, uh, I shouldn't say pivot. That's another podcast. I was just saying, let's transition to some other stuff as far as stuff that's going on, man. So, we're just going to talk about stuff that's kind of just happening right now. So, mm-hmm. something that popped out today, this will be short and just sweet. Just want to mm-hmm. send our prayers, legit prayers, no, not that fake mm-hmm. stuff, be like, you know, thoughts and prayers. not nah, legit prayers yeah. and condolences Amen. to, uh, the family of Dwayne Haskins, dog. Like, Haskins. Amen. That is, Amen. That is tragic. A crazy sad, story. You got yep. just like that. You got certain people, the way they are reporting it. They're not saying it then. You got God dang I ain't even gonna say dude name, but this old, old reporter, old saying what he said. He got recorded on a radio show. They was asking about Haskins or whatever. The dude was sitting there talking bad about Haskins and said like, if um um you shouldn't be, if you really cared about your craft or something like that, like you shouldn't be in the street running, you know, running while traffic is going on or running while cars are going on. Like, let me, let me get the exact quote of what he said. Because then he comes out with an apology later talking about he didn't know that the man had died. But still, why are yeah. you saying something that yeah he said maybe if he stayed in school a year he wouldn't do silly things like jogging on a highway like that's That's when you know you're when you just (laughs) say stupid stuff like that see now stuff just died but people don't want to hear your apology now people don't want to hear you walk Mm -hmm. back on it nah you walking back on because backlash nah go sit down somewhere you too old shut up you too old to be saying stuff like this but yeah yeah that's just an unfortunate situation. Man's was man. twenty four, about to be twenty five. Yeah, yep. Terrible situation, man. So, yeah. prayers to his family. Mhm. Yes, sir. I pray that y'all be mm-hmm. for them. Mhm. Uh, and I pray the peace of Christ over them. God, I pray that you get in the peace that they need. Um. Mm-hmm. I pray that you give them the grace as well as they process this because there could be some anger you know mm-hmm. reflected towards god and directed towards him but mm-hmm. just know it's out of grief you know and i know god yeah. knows that you know mm-hmm. you know and i just pray that that grace i pray that others give them grace too if they're venting to them and trying to process and stuff like that, and they may say some things, don't be. Now you can't say that to God. And God can handle our junk, dog. God can handle mm-hmm. our biggest frustrations, stuff like that. That's nothing to him, because he gonna provide that comfort that we need. Yep. So, yeah, sir. I pray that for them. um Definitely that peace. This now concludes part one of our discussion. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for part two.